0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God.
1: St. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach them men to do so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them in the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today from the subject, we just have to do better. You ain't got to say amen. I'm prepared for y'all to look at me today. We just have to do better. And I, I know some would say to me, Bishop, we've been having just an amazing move of God in our midst, and you're absolutely right. The Lord has been moving. The glory cloud, as Bishop Wilkins said, is hovering over our ministry. And I see what the Lord is doing. And so every now and then, you've got to break the euphoria to remind people how do you keep God's glory in your midst. It's one thing to experience the glory, but it's something else to maintain an atmosphere where the move of God can flow freely in our midst. And and, and that comes from, I'm gonna say it because some folk don't believe in it anymore. It comes from the commitment and the discipleship and the righteous living of the people of God. I was teaching in morning prayer the other day and and I forgot what particular text I was dealing with, but I talked about this notion of a flow. And and if you've ever been in your kitchen or in your bathroom and you've had your water stop up, hallelujah, you know that there's a certain level that it flows when it's not obstructed, the pipes are not um, in any way um, clogged, and you get this steady stream of water. If you've ever um, been in your kitchen and you have those little strainers on your faucet if that strainer gets clogged with sediment or dirt or whatever, it stops the flow. And instead of getting a flow, you get a trickle. Saints, I know God is blessing us right now. And I don't want us to go from a flow to a trickle. So I need us to be unclogged. Come on, somebody. Everybody just say unclogged. Everybody say unclogged. I I don't need anything interrupting what God is doing. And so it's important that on a regular basis, and I do mean on a regular basis, that every believer examines himself and every believer examines herself. Because you know what? I don't want anything to stop what God is about to do in my life. Oh, and I don't want anything to stop what God's about to do in the in 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 the ministry of this church because God has shown me, oh, Kataye, what He's about to do. I, I mean, God has made it very clear that God is going to save and deliver and restore and reclaim and revive and oh God and work miracles and we're going to see demons cast out and everything that God needs to do. But the Spirit of God has to flow unobstructed. Spirit of God has to flow without hindrance. Presence of God has to be readily available. And I don't want to be the person that the Spirit has to move around to get to somebody else. I want the anointing to move through me. Oh, God, somebody missed that. Not around me. And for the Spirit to move through me, I can't have something obstructing the flow of the Spirit in the midst of the people of God. So as I was praying about what to share this morning, the Lord took me to a hard question that I wanna ask all of you. And that is, what happened to standards? Yeah, okay. Like I said, I was prepared for y'all to be quiet today. What happened to standards? And, And before we go further, let's define standards. Standard is something considered by an authority or by general consent as a basis of comparison. It's a rule or a principle that is used as a basis for judgment. Standard is a principle. Standard is an expectation. Standard is something that an authority, and I wanna be very clear, an authority has established that this is the expectation for everybody in this group. This is what is expected of everybody. I know, you know, when you start preaching about standards, folks think you're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff. So don't get nervous, I ain't talking about that. All right, I I wanna take you to the Bible because honestly, if folk won't live by the word, they ain't gonna live by my man-made standards. If people are struggling with scripture, everybody say scripture. If you're struggling with scripture, me imposing my rules are going to be meaningless to you. Because if somebody won't obey the scripture, they don't want to hear nobody. Now, now, now I came from an era where if the pastor said it, he could say that orange is a sin. And everybody burned their orange. That, 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 that's, that's the paradigm that, that some of us grew up with. And as we began to look in the scripture, we said, well, Bishop, the word orange ain't even in the Bible. How are you going to say orange is a sin? And, and, and the only danger of that is that we started throwing out the baby with the bath water. And that we started eliminating not just the man-made standards, but we started eliminating the biblical standards. And so it's safe to say that, 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 that honestly, that's a paradigm that is a part of our culture because in our culture now, there are very few standards. There are very few solid expectations of what you can do, cannot do, should do, and should not do. There are very few standards of behavior. You know, one of the, I'm seeing very vividly one of the um, byproducts of COVID and the shutdowns of 2020. And I know we did it for safety and for health, but one of the worst things that could have happened to our young people was losing a year and a half of school. And, and and not just from the perspective of the learning. The learning, you can catch up. The learning could be online. Our kids forgot how to act. I mean, I don't know who was watching them. I don't know who was with them. I don't know who they checked in with. But we have had a year and a half And it tells me, I'm I'm just going to say it and y'all can get mad with me. It tells me that most of our parents don't enforce any expectations in the home because had you enforced that, it would have been easy to come back to school. But, But you let your little hooligans run around and be gangsters for a year and a half. Didn't know what time they came in, what time they went out. Didn't know how to follow directions. Didn't know how to follow instructions. And I am about to lose my mind dealing with asinine behavior that they learned in a year and a half. year and a half. Thugs, ruffians, gangsters. No sense of right, no sense of wrong. Look at you like you're crazy when you say, stop that. I got to stop that. Yeah, you got to stop that. You know, I've, I've probably suspended more kids in the last three months than I did in three years. Because the behavior is just so out of control. And, it, and, and, and then when you talk to the parents and they tell you, why, why, why you got a problem with that? I said, what? Why I got a problem with that? Because there's a standard for behavior. You can't do what you want to do in organized society. You can't do what you want to do in a culture that's supposed to be based on laws and regulations, and you think because you don't want to do it, you ain't got to do it. That's the mentality that we are confronting right now. There's a lack of standard of truth. Why we are still arguing about an election that happened a year ago is ridiculous. And why there are people still running around saying this count wasn't right and that count wasn't right is ridiculous. It's, and people are literally raising money to promote a lie. But you know the Bible said it. they'd rather believe a lie. People would rather have you lie to them. They would rather have you tell them untruths Because sometimes the truth is hard to accept. Sometimes the truth is difficult to, to fathom. And so people struggle with truth. I'm I'm struggling because um, I'm really becoming very uneasy about the nature of relationships. And that's another byproduct of of the COVID season. Some of y'all figured out y'all didn't like the people y'all were living with. Because you were so used to them going off to work. And you had eight hours without them. Ain't you got somewhere else to go? Ain't there no overtime on your job? And, And when the job got shut down and you had to spend every day... Twenty-four hours a day with that person, you figured out. And, and I'm 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 not I'm not just being funny. I'm being serious. That that we have lost the standards of relationships. So let me just fill you in. When you marry somebody, you're supposed to love them. When you marry somebody, you're supposed to learn how to live with them. And, and when you're married to somebody, it can't always be your way. Husbands or wives, I know the husbands, the Bible says submit, but the Bible says submit yourselves one to the other. It's a mutual level of submission. It's not you being Ralph Cramden on the honeymoon is calling all the shots and getting your way and bullying the person that you're living with. You ought to love being with them. And you say, well, they changed. Well, so did you. So did you. Go go get and put them pictures and look at the wedding day and look at now. And tell me that both of y'all didn't change. But, but, but if it was based upon love and respect and care, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be mushy, but I am more in love with that woman named Charity than I was on September 15th, 1990. Why? Because we've been through stuff together. We've hurt together. We've cried together. We've celebrated together. And, and, and I plan for us, and, and she's not going to kill me, and I'm not killing her. But I plan for us to go about an hour b- between each other. I've seen these stories about these folk that lived to be 103, and one died at 2 o'clock, and one died at 3 o'clock. I said, Lord, that's what I want. Because I don't want to imagine my life without her. And how people can love you today and betray you tomorrow. And, 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 and some people are all right with it. I mean, if you tell your best friend you are cheating on your spouse, they ought to check you right then. But they're not doing that. They're saying, well, if that's what you want, that's not a friend. That's not a friend. I can love you and still tell you you're doing dysfunctional things that will have repercussions in your life. Well, the saddest reality is the simple disappearance of standards among the saints that's that, cuz i expect the world to be the world okay y'all don't get quiet okay just stay quiet i expect the world to be ungodly to be perverse to be off track but then when i encounter people that claim salvation that claim the water baptism in jesus name They claim the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That claim they got oil. I keep telling y'all about this stuff about folk that got the oil. They just slick. They ain't got no oil. You know, you you, you can get greasy with Vaseline the same way you can get greasy with oil. They just greasy. Just slick. It's not the anointing. Because we have lost our discernment. Because there was a time. Now, now some of y'all are as old as I am. There was a time that if you ministered, preached, sang, and things weren't right spiritually, somebody would pull you in the corner and say, that was a good word, but there's something going on that you need to handle. And we would get, you know, and, and back then we would get humble about it because we knew we had been found out. Now they want to argue and, and, and start cussing. Come on somebody, how are you going to cuss in correction? How are you going to cuss? I I, I was watching um, a video, and and I don't watch a lot of these videos, but it was a church service, and for some reason the pastor had set a time limit and the evangelist um, had violated the time limit, so the pastor was shutting the church down, and the evangelist started cussing at the pastor. I said, wait a minute, you shouldn't have been here in the first place. If that's what comes out of you, and you know what? It came out of him because it was what? In him. Because the Bible says that a sweet well cannot produce bitter water. It didn't just come out of nowhere and the devil did not make you do it. Those words were in you to start with. That's why they came out of you under pressure. Where are the standards? Where are the standards? And the standards either no longer exist or they exist arbitrarily. And that's the most frustrating thing. That you will judge me for what, you, what in your mind appears to be a flaw, but you will ignore your own. Why does the bishop got to live holy, but the youth leader doesn't? Why does the bishop have to live holy, but the missionary leader doesn't? Why does the bishop have to live holy, but the praise team doesn't? That's an arbitrary standard. If it's a standard, it applies to everybody that's going to walk in this place. Oh, God, y'all don't want to hear this, but y'all going to get it today. It applies to everybody that's going to walk in this place. Be- and, and you know why it's important? Because the standard here is getting us prepared to go over there. There are some standards for travel now. And, 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 and these are all these folk that are so free-spirited when I, I've been I've been flying and when I get on the plane, they tell me you got to put your seatbelt on and you got to wear a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, this woman says, said, said, here's this little card. I'm going to turn you in to the TSA and they're going to meet you when the plane lands. If you take off that mask in this flight, you know what I did? Lord, make sure these little strings around my ears hold on tight. And it's funny that people will conform to that. And that's just to go from Raleigh to LaGuardia. We're trying to get to heaven. Don't you think the standard is a little more rigorous? Y'all don't want to say this, but say amen, somebody. Don't you think the standard is a little more rigorous to get to heaven than to get to LaGuardia? And you want to fight the standard, not the man's standard. I'm talking about the biblical standard. And think somehow... I'm going to get in. I'm going to smile, give God my resume. He going to let me in. You better read the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus said, many shall come unto me in that day and say, did I not prophesy in thy name? And did many wonderful works. And if you read the text, Jesus doesn't argue about the prophecy Or the works. He just said in the midst of all of that, I never knew you. So I need to remind everybody that works in this church, labors in this church, plays a drum, plays an organ, sings on the choir, sings on the praise team, holds a bag, holds an usher. You better make sure that the Lord knows you. I know you and I know what you do. But does the Lord know you? God, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. You don't need to impress me because I'm trying to make it in like you. You don't need to convince me how saved you are, how holy you are. You better make sure the Lord knows how saved you really are can't be arbitrary. And here's a critical question in Psalm number 11, verse 3. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Saints, if I could be very honest, we have a church, and I mean the body of Christ. We have a church that's in a state of utter confusion. We don't know what we believe. We don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know how we present ourselves because everybody has a method to what they do. And instead of looking for the word, we look woo, at what makes us feel comfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But comfort is not salvation. And if you walk with Christ, has never made you uncomfortable you probably ain't walking with him because sometimes that walk takes you some places that you'd rather not go ever had the Holy Ghost really deal with you I ain't talking about the shout and the run and the jump I'm talking about being home at night and the Holy Ghost starts talking to you about you and saying, you know what, you got a problem with this, and if you want to make the rapture, you better deal with X, Y, or Z. If you want to be found in favor with me, you got to change this and change that. If the Holy Ghost has never had that kind of conversation with you, my friend, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You say, well, Bishop, I spoke in tongues. A lot of folks speak in tongues, they got the Holy Ghost. You listen to enough hockamaces, you can make up one for yourself. And the saints lack so much discernment, they will actually accept what you're saying and say, Yeah, that's the spirit. But the way you know is the spirit is that when you leave this house, he is still working on you. He's perfecting you and molding you and shaping you and changing you. And if there is no change, there is no spirit. If there is no change and my fear is that because we have stopped preaching biblical standards people don't know what to do you go to one preacher that's a sin go to another preacher that's all right and, and nobody opened their Bible yet they just went on either what they like doing, oh God, and, and don't feel comfortable condemning you when they're in the same boat. And, and there are those people, I'm going to say, there are people that think everything's a sin. I'm just going to be honest, they, I mean, they, they, they think red shoelaces is a sin, you know, and, and, and you got to know how to discern that. All right, And the way you discern that is, first of all, the Bible says, and we, once again, we ain't heard this in a while, search the Scriptures. Don't you settle for my word alone. Search the Scriptures. If I say do it and I can't give you chapter and verse, Bishop, I need to know in the Bible why this is a principle. And the Bible says, search the Scriptures. Open there, There's such a spirit of ignorance now. I mean, everybody on YouTube is right. Can't be. Can't be. Everybody on Facebook is right. Some of them just telling lies. Some of them just make it up as they go along. But if the foundations are removed, what is the righteous to do? How do we handle that? Let's go to the text. This text is a part of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And this particular portion, um, and the sermon dealt with a lot of issues. We we know the Beatitudes, we know um, asking you shall receive, all of that is a part of that collective sermon that Jesus shared at the Mount of Olives. This portion focuses on the Word. And the question that I have to ask you, as I was asking a moment ago, is what is the Word doing in your life? Are we reading the word are we hearing the word are we searching the scriptures to know the word and 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 I'll say this for the last 26 years anything I required I could give you scripture why y'all have sat with me and y'all have talked with me and and the things that I didn't have scripture about I said you know what it's just not a good idea but I can't give you Bible To say that's a sin but if i told you it was a sin it was a sin on markham street it was a sin on Harden street it was a sin in the ramada inn and it's a sin on main street because what is sin has not changed you know last i heard that now i know people are writing their interpretations and they're writing their takes on the scripture but what you need to read the bible for yourself And I would tell anybody, before you start reading all these books, just read the Bible for a while. Because the more you read the Bible, if you're like me, the more I read the scripture, the more I got condemned. Okay, y'all don't want to be honest. I started reading this stuff, and Lord, I I can't feel that way about him and go to heaven. Lord, I'm mad at her. and You said I got to get over being mad at her if I want to make it. They did me wrong, and you telling me I got to feed them? Oh, I got something for them. No, you can't feed them that. I can't feed them that, Jesus. The more you read the word, the more you figured out you had to adjust your thinking and your behavior and your attitude. And the word should be working on all of us. Wherewithal shall a man cleanse his ways? By taking heed to the word of God, somebody say, "Bishop, I'm having a hard time with this thing called holiness. If you just obey the word, you'll start living holy. Just, just do what the word. Don't worry about. Well, do I have to look like Sister So and So? No, you ain't gonna look like nobody. Just do the word. Just do the word. Just do the word. Just do. If the word says it, do it. If the word says stop it, stop it." Why'd you give up that? Your preacher made you know the word said it was wrong. My preacher ain't had nothing to do with it because my preacher don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. But the word is what's guiding me. And what is the word doing in your life? And so in this text, Jesus sets the standard. And, you know, the, the question is, why did Jesus always seem to have a problem with the scribes and the Pharisees? If you read the Bible, Jesus embraced everybody. He received publicans. He received prostitutes. He received people that were bound by devils. And the only people that he seemed to go after were the scribes and the Pharisees. He called them whited sepulchers, mausoleums that looked good on the outside, but inside were, what, full of dead men's bones. He chastised them. He called them a generation of vipers. Call them snakes. Why would Jesus call these people snakes? And, 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 and here, be clear, the scribes, there were no copy machines in biblical times. There were no Xerox machines in biblical times. So the only way you could get a book was somebody had to write the book. They had to literally copy word for word, line for line, precept for precept in the book so you could have a copy of the book. That's what scribes did. So scribes wrote the word. They literally sat. And and, and when we were in Israel, we went to this um, area where literally these men lived a monastic life. They ate together. They they worked together. And all day long, all they did was copy the scripture to make sure it was accurate before they presented it to everybody else. That's what they did. So if anybody should know the word, the scribes should know the word. Why? Because they copied the word. The Pharisees, could quote the word. To be a Pharisee, you not only had to know verbatim the law and the prophets, you had to know the Talmud. And the Talmud was six times longer than the law and the prophets. And these men could quote everything. They could quote all the religious believers and all the past Pharisees. But yet, even though the scribes wrote the word, even though the Pharisees could quote the word, they failed to live the word. And where are these people? That always got something to say, but can't live what they say. Where are these people that are constantly correcting the behavior of others? Always judging the behavior of others. Be careful, saints, who you call a hypocrite. Be careful, saints, who you judge as ungodly. Some of the folks you condemn are gonna make it in heaven before you. Because while you were in their business, they were at the altar. Hey, shatama! While you were in their business, while you were all up in what they were doing and searching their Facebook page, and you see that picture on their Instagram? You see that picture on this and that? While you were doing all of that, they were on their knees saying, Lord, I know I'm not right, but if you help me, I'll make it right! you know what Jesus said he said there's some publicans and some harlots that are going into glory before you supposed righteous people all the folk you trying to send to hell somebody somewhere getting washed in the blood all the folk you say
2: ain't right are somewhere trying to get God to help them begging God for mercy crying real tears got their plate turned upside down saying God I know I'm not right but if you help me I'll get it right
1: come on talk across the aisle tell somebody we have to do better come on don't be scared to say it say we have to do better and I want to just pause I'm, I'm, I'm almost done talk about the scribes and Pharisees why Jesus was always after them First of all, the scribes and Pharisees were more concerned about form than substance. And there are people that are so driven by what they think looks right and what they think is supposed to be right, that they fail to get the substance of their life. So, so th- there are people that have, been, that have adapted, oh, God, I hear your Holy Ghost, but they have not changed. What do you mean, Bishop? They know how to look saved in this environment. And they know how to look righteous in this environment. And they've been with us so long, they know how to wave their hand. And they know how to move in the spirit. And they even got the little jerk they put on when they say the Holy Ghost is touching them. Oh God, but that's just the form, baby. Oh hallelujah, that's just the form. Don't get caught up in the form. You need to have the substance of a relationship with God. Oh God, because your jerk and your tongue will not get you into heaven. Oh hallelujah. And your Haka Messiah will not get you in the glory. But the Bible says who stand in the holy place and who shall ascend to the holy hill he that has clean hands and a pure heart all I can see are your hands
2: but there's a God in glory that can see your heart there's a God in heaven that can see your mind there's a God in glory that knows the end from the
1: beginning he knows the thought of far off and I need to tell the Lord purge me with hyssop so I shall be clean I want to be clean not just On the outside, but I need to be clean. On the inside, I need my mouth to
2: be clean, I need my attitude to be clean, I need my behavior to be clean, I need my thoughts to be clean. Purge me purge me oh hallelujah come on put your hands together
1: shout hallelujah second problem huh, with the scribes and the pharisees huh, well they were more concerned huh, about man's approval huh, than God's legitimate assessment huh. they were always interested huh, in appearing huh, to be righteous huh. so they wore robes huh, and they had the little fatulates huh, on the end of the robe huh, that signified their resuscitation huh, of the scripture and they prayed loudly in the marketplace they stopped everything just to say grace they prayed loudly in the synagogue they did lengthy diatribes and monologues about their righteousness because they were more concerned with what people said than what God said I've lived long enough that I don't care anymore
2: what folks say I tried to please them and they still lied on me. I tried to satisfy them and they still talked about me. I tried everything. Went to all the meetings, did all the business, paid all the money, and they still looked at me like I had four legs. But I made a decision. If I don't please anybody, if I don't please you, I love you, but I can't please you. i got to hear Jesus say, well done done if you never oh god if i never measure up to your standards i'm thanking god that i've been washed in the blood and that's the truth i couldn't do it by myself i couldn't live it by myself but when i was washed in the blood when the holy ghost change my life. Oh, hallelujah. Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I looked at my hands. My hands look new. I looked at my feet. They did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul has been satisfied. I need somebody in here that knows you're saved knows your blood wash, knows your redeem, to give God the glory, oh give thanks, oh give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, 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 he's good, his mercy endured forever, Look, the redeemed of the Lord Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't sit there waiting on somebody to approve your salvation. If you know he did it, if you know you're saved, give God the glory. If you know you're saved, give God the glory. But the scribes uh, were more concerned uh, about them being the focus uh, of attention uh, rather than God. uh, I came to tell somebody uh, that all these spiritual uh, peacocks uh, are on God's uh, endangered species list. Uh, He's tired of your strut. He's tired of your signifying. Uh, He's tired of you showing off. uh, Trying to convince people uh, that you're holy. Uh, If you're saved, uh, just be saved. Uh, If you're sanctified, uh, just be sanctified. Uh, Stop using the church uh, as your stage. Uh, Stop using the altar uh, as your stage. This is not a stage. It's an altar. And what do you do on the altar? You put the sacrifice on the altar. You put the sacrifice on the altar. You put the sacrifice and you die on the altar. God help me die at the altar. My pride. My guilt. Let it die. Let it die. Let it die. Let it die. die. Glow.
1: Glow. The late Bishop David Horton used to scream at the top of his lungs.
2: You gotta kill it everything is not like god you gotta kill it
0: we sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today if you desire prayer or want more information about our church please call us at 336-570-3664 again that's 336-570-3664 You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.RefugeTempleNC.com Again, that's www.RefugeTempleNC.com Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box three five five two burlington nc 27215 that's p.o box 3552 burlington nc 27215 or email us info at refuge that's info at refuge god bless you and until next time shalom shalom